On today's episode of Off the Cuff, we have formerly from ESPN and the Big Ten Network, Jordan Loperena. Sports recap from the week, wacky Wednesday news, and power rankings of the best bald people. Let's go. This is Off the Cuff, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. Welcome to Off the Cuff, presented by Anchor.fm. Today is Wednesday, hump day, September 2nd. This is Richard Chicago, and today I have my co-host, Jimbo Slice. Yo, what up? Yo, yo, hey, two weeks in a row, you got the date right. Yeah, I like triple check this. (laughs) And guess what? We're in September, it's almost fall, and football is almost underway. Are you pumped? I'm so pumped. Bring on the fall weather and football. In the PSLs. All right. PSLs. (laughs) We have football coming up, hopefully. So yesterday in the news, the president of the United States, Donald T, Donald Trump, he was talking to the commish, Kevin Warren, about the whole Big Ten thing. And they basically are like inches away from a touchdown to make football happen. So the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC looks like they're all going through. And we have a source. He was on our former podcast, Sir Yacht. Looks like he's right. Um, that's crazy. You know, it's kind of funny that the, the Prez and the Commish have come together with this, and then Sir Yacht called it all. And he, he called it all, and he was on, you know, our – affiliate sister podcast which is not brother crazy what are your what are your thoughts on that not our brother podcast our brother sister whatever (laughs) it's it's part of the shoot your shot network they're not our stepbrothers stepsisters don't worry about it but uh (laughs) they uh honestly i'm who is sir yacht i heard the podcast so i really know who he is but can you explain to listeners who he is yeah so he is from cleveland ohio and um he just breaks news, basically. And he does have a source about the Big Ten. So um, he's been breaking news, and he's been featured on, on like, Barstool and stuff. So I'll, it was fortunate we got an interview with him and stuff. So he's just a random, like, Twitter, Twitter-er. Wow. Yeah. But he has, like, 25K, like, fans. And he blew up overnight over, you know, the, the college football talk. Well, no, he's, he's been popular before that. But oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. This bar still got him more popular than he really I don't. Was, I don't know so. his backstory. I now know who he is after listening to the FN podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I encourage you guys to go over there and take a listen to the. He has know, a great interview. Just search "Frustration Nation." It'll yeah, pop it was up. crazy. But yeah, what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? Do you think it's going to go come through or? Absolutely, hundred percent. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go hundred percent, but they might stop in the middle because of all like. There's a lot of factors that goes into it. Like, there's so many, like, players compared to all the other sports. There are no bubbles. I'm not sure if they even have a bubble for football. If they keep it contained, like baseball, we should be okay. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a few weeks where a team can't play. Like, the St. Louis Cardinals had that problem. Mm-hmm. then maybe they can maybe they won't even make the games up maybe they'll just count them as losses i'm not 
sure exactly what the commission is going to decide to do. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's my take on it. We do have a special guest on the show later on, Jordan Loperano. Yeah. He's going to talk to us about college football. So stay tuned for that. So um, also in other news, football news, there's speculation that Antonio Brown, remember him? Yes. Um, he was receiving a special gift. Wink, from, wink. <laughs> from Tiana Trump on OnlyFans. I wonder what oh. the special gift was. Why does every episode of our podcast contain the website OnlyFans? Are we sponsored by them now or something? No, but I, I low key, I want them to sponsor us. So uh, okay. We have OnlyFans sponsoring can we, us. Can we make yeah. our can we make our own channel for OnlyFans.com? Yeah, what do you what what do you want to put? Not me and you, like separately. I'll have oh, one no, no, like um do you want to put like feed pics or what do you want? What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, I I'm thinking football. Like can we just make it feet about ball? football? Like feet like your feet and the football? No, foot football. Football. Oh, like soccer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking feet ball. Feet like, ball. You, you, I, don't know what you're, I don't know what you're into, but that I'm sounds... not into it, but the OnlyFans might be into it. So they, You know what? They'd actually probably pay a pretty good penny. Yeah. That. And I also wanted to give a shout out to Manti Teo. Do you remember him? Yeah. Didn't he have the fake girlfriend? What, what's he up with him now? He had a fake girlfriend. He played for Notre Dame. Well, he's actually getting married. To his and fake girlfriend? She is real. Oh, Yes. Nice. So she's getting she's getting married or he's getting married to the real wife. Nice. The real housewife. Nice. Oh, she's on the show? No. Okay. I, I have no clue to be honest. <laughs> I just saw that she was real, not a robot, not fake. Nice. Did we ever figure out why he got he got catfish, right? Is that what happened? Uh I think he was catfishing. Oh, so he was a catfisher. Yeah, I think he was the the behind the catfishing. Like he was the one catfishing. So he got tricked. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, interesting. Oof. I what mean, about NBA? Do we have any NBA news? Yeah, so during the Rockets and Thunder game, a virtual fan appeared to flash the live cameras Wait, during the game. No. I mean, it was I, just her ass. I but read like, this. I read this, and I thought they meant like a flashlight or like a, a camera flash. Oh no, no, no! Oh, contraire! It was her ass that was live on camera. Oh wow! Yeah. So but there's been funny things throughout this whole virtual NBA fan thing. So did you see the one where Lil Wayne was ha- having a toke? And the no, so, really? Yeah. So he was um. He had like a, um, you know, paraphernalia, or we could say weed, yeah. He had marijuana. It's legal say. here. In yeah, legal Illinois. here. In Illinois. Um, he, he went away from the screen to like smoke it. And then he came back on screen and all you see is like cloud. Smoke. It was hilarious. So, let me get this straight. So the NBA now, the, the virtual fans, as they're calling it, yeah, is almost like a Zoom call or, or how, do they, how do they do it? Yeah, it's just one big billboard, and right. like I've seen it. I've seen what it yeah. looks like. But how do they you get can the sign fans? up to like be oh, a virtual okay. fan? So is it actual live people? Yeah, like so you have this... to sit there and watch the game on your computer as you watch. Yeah. So the girl. Around, like, so the girl that exposed herself 
during the Rockets Thunder game. That was 100% live. Yeah. Did they cut it to commercial or what did they do? It was a quick, like, well, someone got a screenshot of it. And, oh, like, wow. it's on there, like, forever. So, <laughs> first of all, like, I don't know how you get that real quick. I mean, yeah, you could rewind, I guess. And, you know, but how do you even see that? Like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Somebody with a lot of quarantine time on their hands. Yeah, because they're still in quarantine. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. And finally, the Trailblazers, Mavs, and Pacers are all eliminated. So we have currently playing, at the time of this recording, the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets, game seven. And they're basically the same exact team. <laughs> like the score when I looked at it was 65-65. Like the same exact score. And I couldn't tell you the names of like either or. They have like one European player on each team and stuff. Like they're literally like the same team almost. Are they, are they currently playing? Did you just look over at them? Yeah. The okay. current score is 68-68. So, like, wow. They're literally the same team. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'll, I'll give a live Cubs stat is that right now they're in a rain delay. Ah, Still, it's raining up, up in, or I guess up, down, whatever, uh, Pittsburgh. Down. Down. Down until, down until left. Yeah, it's raining out there. Ah. Uh, but we're winning by a run. Yeah. I mean, it was weird because I know the Pirates are the worst team in the NBA. NBA. The Pirates are the worst team in the MLB, but I don't know how they came back to make it 6-5. It should have been 6-0 or 6 it was 4-0 so, when I looked at it, but... So you're, you're into betting, especially with Thrive Fantasy. Did you bet the Cubs? Yeah, I did game? bet the Cubs. What, um, what, did, what, was, what was your bet? So my bet was they had to win by two runs. But for Thrive Fantasy, it's a little different. We have to do... You have to use player props. So okay. let's say... Uh, we'll use a Cubs reference. We'll say Anthony Rizzo. He had, like, the over-under of let's say, hits, it's usually like 0.5. So he has to make at least one hit per game. So you get to pick the over-under uh, to see if um, it's likelihood to occur. So it would be either 90 points or 110 points. The so more somebody, points that, win, bet, somebody yeah. that bet Sunday's game with the whole outfield, you know, hitting two home runs each, somebody probably made a quite a bit of money. Oh, yeah. Totally. On a game like that where, you know, how many, I think there was six home runs the whole game. Yeah. Six or seven or something. Yeah. So so, how do they sign up? So they should check out Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store. But when you do that, you go use promo code, shoot your shot when you sign up today. And you receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So do it, do it, do it. Signing. I'm doing it right now. I'm on my mm. app store right nice. now. Nice. Google Play Store, right? Because you don't have the app store. You are correct. Nice. I, I'm an Android user, and it does work for Android because it's right here on my thing. So It's on your thing. Nice. You know what I mean? It's on my Play Store. Thrive Fantasy is on my Play Store. I'm looking nice. at it right now. Awesome. All right. So let's get into this interview with Jordan Loperena. And now we welcome on a very special guest, formerly at ESPN and Big Ten Network, Jordan Loperina. How's it going, man? Good, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Just living through this pandemic, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I know. It's been pretty, uh, 
it's been pretty nuts, especially in the city. And, you know, we, we definitely take advantage of getting out to our parents in the suburbs whenever we can. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I haven't been back to the suburbs in like maybe four months because the whole pandemic. It's yeah, crazy. It's, I feel it's like- crazy. I feel like Richie's been locked into it, locked into his condo for like four months. <laughs> it's great though. Like house it's, arrest. It's like the biggest man cave. I, I love it. So I'll never leave. Yeah. That's Richie's good. got like, Richie's got like the projector on the wall with one game on the TV with another game on his laptop with another game on. That's, how, to, that's how you do it. Sports, Sports are, are back. back. So yeah. <laughs> When I, uh, when I lived out in Connecticut uh, working for ESPN, that was what our family room always looked like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us about your uh, journey. How did you uh, get into ESPN, Big Ten, and you know, what was it like? Yeah. Um, so I you know, went to the University of Iowa, uh, graduated um, with a double major in four years, uh, communication studies and health and sports studies. Um, and when I was in uh, college, I was a sports director at the student radio station KRUI for my junior and senior year. Um, like they, they basically they pick everyone like at the end of every school year. And uh, so I got it, I guess, technically at the end of my sophomore year. And then, um, you know, from there, just kind of started, you know, putting together, you know, pretty solid body of work for um, I'd, I'd like to say at least for a student, you know, um, I think, you know, there's probably some times where mom and dad might have wished I was maybe focusing a little bit more on the grades and, and not the experience. But, uh, you know, I was getting some good advice from, um, you know, some of the industry professionals about, you know, like, get your degree and all that. But, you know, you really need to get the experience while you can in college. And um, my senior year, I had an uh, internship in the athletic department with um, Big Ten Network Student U, which was the first year they'd ever done that. Um, and it's basically a program at all the Big Ten campuses where you um, you direct, broadcast, you know, call, actually call the games um, for Big Ten Network um, online, like, as a student. Um, it's a completely student-run broadcast, um, which is really cool. It was a really cool thing to be a part of, and now it's um, – it's been, it's, it's been existence ever since. Um, so that was 2009. So it's turned into a very, very solid training program. Um, a lot, you know, more developed now than it was, you know, just like anything would be in in the last 10 years. And, um, is it like a studio truck or is it like, what type of environment is it? Um, so it's, it's like, uh, at least like when we were doing it, it was not definitely not a studio truck. They basically have like, um, kind of setups at, at the different, you know, athletic venues, um, you know, whether they connect to the fibers under the basketball court or whatever, you know, to kind of at least get the initial connection. And then, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it's not like a production truck, at least not when we were doing it. Um, you know, but you, you kind of have a table with all the equipment set up and you're kind of sitting like you would in a production truck. But, you know, I think we sat, you know, like if you were directing the broadcast, you were sitting underneath um, part of like the seats at Carver Hawkeye Arena. <laughs> um, you know, it was very, our very first, I was on the broadcast, like at one of the commentators the first time we ever did a game and we lost all communication with our director. So we had no idea. We just threw it to break every time we had a, a, a break in the action because we had no idea, you know, what what was going on but uh it's it's gotten you know it's bolstered up a lot over the years and 
turned into a really good program. So, so I did that and, uh, had an internship, you know, in college, I didn't know if I wanted to do sports media or not. So I did like sales and marketing with Ripken baseball. They own a property that's uh, affiliated with the Tampa Bay Rays down in Florida. And my grandpa lived 10 minutes from the stadium. So, you know, I was kind of looking around different places, um, different parts of the industry and, you know, sports media was the one I really kind of had my heart set on. And, um, and then getting to ESPN, I just applied online. <laughs> um, pretty not, uh, I'd say pretty irregular, um, path, uh, from my experience and, you know, my friends out there, a lot of people had, um, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people, you know, had connections or knew someone inside the building. Um, so I really didn't think I <laughs> had a shot, you know, I didn't really even take the application that seriously. Um, I just kind of figure out, all right, I may as well, uh, apply at ESPN and got, a got an interview and went from there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I was, uh, it was a semester after I graduated. So some people back in Iowa had thrown some part-time, um, jobs together for me in the fall with football season going on and some stuff I could do out there. Um, you know, with, uh, like Hawkeye radio network and, and the local, uh, sports and news affiliate. And, um, so I was, I really didn't have a sustainable situation there. It was just kind of hoping maybe something full-time would materialize during that, you know, football season. And, then uh, ESPN hired me that October and, and let me start and finish up football season in Iowa and start in December. So that nice. was, that was kind of how I got there. And um, yeah, had, had six really great years at ESPN. It was a, it was an awesome experience. Um, you know, I, I absolutely loved my time there. You know, I didn't necessarily love living in <clears throat> Bristol, Connecticut in my twenties. Um, I was going to say you... ESPN is, <laughs> is Connecticut. That's kind of boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I like, I hate knocking a place, but, um, you know, it, it was just a culture shock to coming from the suburbs of Chicago and then going to Iowa where you meet, you know, the nicest people in the world. Um, and then, you know, going out East coasters are a little, a little rougher, you know, when you first meet them and I ended up having a great group of friends out there, but it probably took a little while, a little longer to find, friends, um, you know, out that way than it, than it did anywhere else I'd lived before. But, um, but yeah, as far as my time in the building and, and on the, you know, gigantic work campus out there, it was, it was like a dream come true. It was a really cool experience and, um, you know, working on shows like college game day and sports center and college football live and booking guests for outside the lines and just, just some really cool experiences that, um, you know, there were definitely days where you kind of think about it at the end of the day. You're like, God, thank God no one pinched me because, you know, the whole day kind of just seemed surreal. <laughs> wow. Were there any um, stars, were there like Star Trek at any moment, like with any like guests and like, I guess, athletes, whatever? Um, so not as much with athletes. I think, I think going to Iowa, you know, we're covering a really good football team and having even some buddies on the team had, you know, where you go to a school like that and you know, football players are treated like gods. And um, that kind of, I guess, softened me up to being around like star athletes on a fairly consistent basis. Um, but, you know, the one thing that you're not quite expecting, even though you know it'll happen, um, is, you know, like I was working in the talent producer's office, which book guests, um, like, you know, when the movie stars or, you know, recording artists would come in, that was kind of, you're like, oh, wow, this is pretty, <laughs> this is pretty crazy. You know, like, um, for me, I think the most starstruck I ever was, this is 
kind of pretty funny, but uh, Nelly and 50 Cent were by far the <laughs> two. Crazy. Like 50 Cent introduced himself to me as Curtis. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I know, man. Like, I know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are and, and you're pretty awesome. And, uh, and, you know, the same with Nelly. Like those were really crazy to me. Um, Kevin Costner was a pretty surreal one to meet as well. Um, you know, just cause you're, you're like, holy crap, I've seen this guy in every sports movie or, or just every, you know, felt like he was in a great movie every year, my entire life, um, you know, growing up. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool to, to meet, you know, I think the celebrity types. Um, and then, and then you have some experiences. Like I met Ken Jong, um, you know, Leslie Chow wow. from that, from the hangover. And yeah. I actually, I got to take him around for part of his, his visit there. Cause I was in that office and, um, I think whoever booked him might've had two different uh, guests that they had booked that day. So they had to hand him off to me. And um, I mean, like that, that one was cool because you're a little starstruck by the guy, but he couldn't be more down to earth or cool or normal. Um, did you know, did you know, you know he's yeah. a doctor in real yeah. life? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did. It was, it was pretty crazy that that was like how he, and one of his, like his first big role that people kind of remembered him from was he played a doctor and knocked up. Mm-hmm. and uh and people kind of remembered him he was like kind of a jerky doctor in that movie um and it was just kind of funny that you know he i think he even mentioned that he liked the fact that it was a, uh, it was a you know it was a doctor because he knew how to act you know that's mm-hmm. not how he would have acted as a doctor but he he knew how to play the role they were looking forward to a t and yeah but uh he i mean he he couldn't have been cooler more down to earth um which was really crazy because, you know, he had just had a, his own show coming out at the time called Dr. Ken. And, yeah, you know, I remember it, that it, show. Yeah, I and it's about every episode of that. Yeah, show. yeah, it's pretty good. And so it's, it's just cool that, you know, um, a, lot, a lot of these people, you know, come through and they're, they're you know, there's some that are definitely you're like, whoa, wow, that, that was a, you know, a big timer. And then a lot of them you think that and you're like, wow, they're pretty down to earth too. So that, that was pretty, pretty cool to get that experience. Nice. So I'm going to circle back to Iowa. I saw you did like a philanthropy initiative a couple of weeks ago on your Twitter. Um, want to tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so this storm rolled through Iowa a few weeks ago um, called a derecho, which mm-hmm. most of us had never heard that name for a storm in our lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, and it's, um, I've seen some weathermen sort of point out that it isn't an inland hurricane, but that's essentially what it is um, as far as the damage it leaves behind. Um, so we're driving around, you know, eastern Iowa is where Iowa City and Cedar Rapids are. Um, and that's where, you know, I went to college in Iowa City and, um, you know, the state, you know, I, I never would have thought just going to Iowa, having grown up in the Chicago area and the suburbs and like Zurich and I never really thought that it would be anything more than like a cool place. I went to college and it really turned into a second home while I was there. And, um, you know, a lot of people out there are like second families to me that are still, that I still have living out there. So, um, you know, my girlfriend who I live with and, and I, uh, went out and, um, went to, uh, kind of help clean up the storm, uh, the weekend after it happened. And, uh, so yeah, we went to, we went to, um, Cedar Rapids, got the worst of it. Um, the storm hit all 75 square miles of the town or the city. Um, and so it's, uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, you're, uh, you're basically driving around and it looks like a town that just got rocked by a hurricane would look like on the news Wow! just without a, without a coast or, you know, um, but, but it, 
you know, every other block, there's a stoplight completely blown down to the ground or a billboard crossed over the street or a tree on top of a house or trees on top of power lines, which is obviously a huge issue for multiple reasons. And there's still people right now there without power and the storm happened over two weeks ago now. So yeah, it's uh, and, and the crews are, are, you know, busting their behind, you know, working on it too. They're working day and night. So it's not like they're not doing that. I mean, the efforts are there from everyone. It's just, that's how large of a cleanup effort it is. So, so that yeah. storm, that same storm passed through here. And yeah. in where I live, there was a tornado touched down by my grandparents' house and it was just trees everywhere. It was an EF1 tornado. Wow. Um, was there any tornadoes that touched down in Iowa? D- do you know? I'm not sure because I know, like, I'm sure there were, you know, like I know there were in, like you mentioned Chicago area at the yeah. tail end of that storm. I'm sure there were. Um, they were probably just sort of like a part of everything that was blowing through well, they were saying 100, uh, yeah. 100 plus miles per hour wind yeah for the whole yeah yeah i know iowa got up to 140 miles per hour wow. which is insane to think of um and then uh and they, i assume your family's all okay out in lombard yeah. okay yeah. that's good yeah. but yeah it, it was it was crazy i mean even we uh we live on the 22nd floor of our apartment building in chicago and we got the tail end of the storm which came through pretty strong and that was pretty scary being on the 22nd floor of a building during that. Um, you know, we're just glad, obviously, that the storm had kind of weakened by the time it got here. But uh, Richie, Richie, tell them your story about that storm. I got stuck in the elevator. It was wild. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I almost you got, got stuck in the elevator. It was wild because I went to get a package. And I was like, this doesn't happen in Chicago. Like, let me just go get my package real quick. And then, like, the elevator stopped on the 10th floor. I'm on the 17th. I'm like, oh, no. And then after that, like, I got off the elevator. So I'm like, that was just a fluke. Because so I went down to the lobby. As soon as I got out of the lobby, the power went out. I was like, oh, my God, that's insane. I could have been stuck in the elevator. And then um, the revolving door of our condo, like, that broke off because it kept going super fast because the wind. <laughs> oh, my God. Iron. Yeah. Holy cow. But you saw it last week, right, Jimmy? Like, yeah, you sent insane. me the – well, he sent me the picture, but then I actually went to go – see his place and his place is all like there's windows still boarded up yeah it was insane that's crazy yeah Yeah, i know we were uh lucky we heard this tornado sirens going off and we're like you know chicago's are so weird chicago's like it's the weirdest tornado siren it sounds like like ghostbusters or something (laughs) i know it was it was pretty crazy And, and the only time you hear them in the city are when it's a sunny tuesday morning and you know that they're just testing them you know so it's it's pretty crazy, but uh, I'm glad everyone's safe because, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bad deal. And, you know, luckily, um, you, know, the, you know, it's unfortunate that anyone, you know, died from the storm, but the fatality rate was very low, yeah. um, you know, from the storm, which was, I, I guess, you know, a, a tiny bright spot. But still, there's a lot of people, yeah, going through some crazy stuff. And like you said, it's still, it's still hit that badly here. You know, so it was, it was, Imagine how bad it was in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so, so, you said, so you said in Iowa, like every square inch of which town was uh, Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Wow. So every square, yeah. Yeah. Every square mile of Cedar Rapids um, got hammered and Iowa city had some damage. It's about 30 minutes South of Cedar Rapids, but most of the really, really bad. I mean, you know, I say the really bad stuff. There were still trees on top of cars and houses in Iowa city, but 
um, Cedar Rapids, it looked like that at like every street corner, you know, and every, every street you drove down had a giant like dam of trees, you know, in front of yeah. the house that had been, that was, that was the same here in, in Lombard on the North side of town, but I live okay. on the South side of town and it's normal. No. Like, yeah. Like, Isn't it crazy happened. how that works? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's nuts. I know my parents had one tree down in Lake Zurich and the backyard looked a little messy. Um, and we, I went to help them out the day before we went out to Iowa and I was like, Oh man, this isn't, you know, they got it pretty good over here. And then we went up to Cedar Rapids and oh, obviously we had no idea. We, we knew it was bad and it was probably twice as bad as what we thought we were going to see. I know the yeah. Cubs are raising money for the Iowa cleanup as well. I saw yeah. that on their, yeah, that's, network. yeah, that's great. Yeah. I know they're, they're, they've got a ton of fans there, especially with the Iowa Cubs out in Des Moines. So that's mm-hmm. uh that's good to see because it didn't really get the national coverage you'd normally expect from a a storm like that if that storm had hit a coast or new york or you know mm-hmm. la or you know it, it probably would have been all over the news for yeah. for a couple of weeks um so it's it's good that there's you know efforts like that going from places outside of the state to kind of help raise money and then we also have the uh hurricanes or whatever they're called yeah. growing up and <laughs> i know we uh we just had the movie day after tomorrow on tv <laughs> in our apartment and it was a little too uh real feeling yeah i i yeah i i got on our workout bike and was looking the other direction from the tv i was like <laughs> My girlfriend's so, like, this is really real. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I think I'm good on this movie for the rest of the day. <laughs> so switching gears from weather to uh, football, <laughs> co- college football. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, 2020 season? Is it going to yeah. happen this year? Predictions? I don't know. I mean, it'll be tough. Like, you know, I've never seen anything like this where the Big Ten and Pac-12 already shut down their seasons. And then you have – no, you know, there's some extremely vocal teams, especially in the Big Ten, um, against the decision. Usually it's like one voice. You know, the conference kind of – they stand behind any move the conference makes and all everyone, whether they agree or disagree, there's usually some kind of just a politically correct comment, press release from the school. We agree with the Big Ten's decision. Um, I don't remember – at least in my lifetime, any decision like this and and granted we're in a really unique situation, but where there's, there's so much, you know, divisiveness on, you know, where, where the, where the schools stand and on, on the decisions the conference made. And, you know, um, it's tough to picture football happening uh, with everything that we know at this point, but at the same time, I mean, you have three power five conferences that are moving on with their season right now. Um, the one thing I think that unfortunately could kind of trip that up, um, which we all saw come in from a mile away, is that now the students are back on campus and every, yeah. you know, I don't want to yeah. say every college town, several college towns are seeing massive spikes in positivity rates. And that's not going to, you know, that's not going to do anything to help football happen. And then, you know, I saw some, you know, pictures from around Iowa City this past weekend and it's, it's not unique to pictures I've seen from a bunch of other college towns, but you think about it. All right. Well, that's a place where they're like, well, we don't even have football going on. Like, like we're already not going to have football, you know? So you sort of, I, I'm not trying to say that, that that is an actual reason that you would like say you were still having a season, but you know, these students aren't 
thinking about saving football because there's no season to save. It's already over. And they're like, Oh, okay, I'll just go to the bar. But you know, then you look at a place like Alabama that you're getting the same pictures, maybe even worse from down there. And, and they do have a season at stake. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be crazy to kind of see what happens here. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if I, I just, I don't even know, you know, I love the sport. It's my favorite sport. And, um, college, you know, college football is my favorite, my favorite thing. And, um, you know, I would love to have college football to watch, especially now that I have my weekends free, <laughs> freed up, uh, for better or worse. Um, you know, and, and at the same time, I just don't know if that's what we should be rooting for, uh, with, with all the information we know and everything that's been going on, you know, in the world since, since, uh, you know, the spring anyways. So we'll see, you know, I, I, like I said, it'd be, if, if there's a safe way to do it, then I'd love to see some football this year, but if, if it's not safe and, and they don't, you know, they need to pull the plug and that's the decision they make. Um, you know, we've, we've already had the plug pulled on March madness, which was pretty gut wrenching. So, yeah. you know, yes. it's, at this, at this point they, you know, I wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be surprised by anything, you know, at least in March we were like stunned. Now it's kind of like not very surprising when things start getting canceled. So, so the big 10 elect elected to uh, postpone the, the season. Yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts on like the ACC? And I, from what I understand, the ACC is still gung ho. Yeah. With, with going forward, including Notre Dame, the shirt I'm wearing. Right. And, yeah. Um, I, I'm a huge Notre Dame football fan. I go to probably <laughs> two, two, three games a year, which can't do that this year. But uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on some of the other leagues? Do you think maybe they're going to finally make that decision or is it going to be like a one by one each league? Yeah, I think those three, I have a hard time believing that those three did not, communicate with each other when they'd made the decision to continue playing. Um, once, once the big 10 who everyone, those conferences sort of were alluding to the fact that they thought the big 10 and the PAC 12 might've gone a little rogue from, from conversations that the five conferences had had together. Um, you know, who knows what actually was said, but um, I, I think if there is a decision made that those three conferences would probably have some sort of being on the same page, you know, with each other, like there, there's not going to be one conference that probably wants to play just an entire fall season. If none of the other power five conferences are playing. Right. Um, so my guess from this point forward is that it would be a somewhat uniform decision moving forward. All or nothing. But, All or yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, uh, it, it would be kind of interesting, you know, with Notre Dame being in the ACC this year, it'd be kind of interesting with, <laughs> it'd be kind of interesting uh, with uh, Notre Dame in the ACC. It'd be kind of funny watching some of those ACC teams, you know, have to play in the Midwest, you know, Notre Dame be holding it down for the entire region of the country, basically. Yes. You know, the yeah. Mac is done, the Big Ten's done, at least, you know, until the spring. So it'd, it'd be kind of funny to see, you know, I, I'm sure they I know they released a schedule. I don't have it in front of me, but you know, there's some warm weather schools that probably wouldn't like playing Notre Dame in the, in, in the November, <laughs> November part of the year. <laughs> I've gone to some of those games. They suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, my one game day trip uh, that I college traveled with for college game day when I was at ESPN was um, to Notre Dame Stanford in 2012. I was um, at that game. Were you? Yeah. Game. Hor yeah. So to your point, horrible weather, 
pouring rain. It was, that was like the goal stand game. Yeah. It was, it was just like freezing rain. Um, and so we lucked out because, uh, we had, well, we had, uh, we didn't get like a ton of passes for that game because it was an NBC game. So even though we did game day from there, um, so I was a little mad on the totem pole was, was, was maybe going to get a pass for a quarter, like just to trade out with someone and, and go in. Um, and instead my parents drove out from like Zurich cause this is so close and met up with me, went to game day. And then we, I just went back home to Chicago for the rest of the weekend. And the funny thing was just being at Notre Dame for game day at like 5am that morning and then getting home and watching the fourth quarter at my buddy's house in Chicago. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. You know, you're like, wow. And that was a great game too. Was, that was an awesome Notre Dame team to watch. It was one of my favorite teams that we covered when I was at, uh, at ESPN for several reasons, you know, even after their season was over, there were some storylines there, but, uh, but yeah, no. Um, yeah. I, uh, I love, I love, uh, that campus on the Saturday is pretty, pretty cool spot. It's buzzing. You got a, buzzing. you got a good, good town. You're a good, good uh, college town to go to there. Yeah, definitely. Do you think they could do a bubble situation for college football or like for conferences wise, or how would that work? Do you think that's a possibility? I think the way you would do a bubble situation with college football would have to separate the the players from the student body, yeah. like and, and it'd be very tough to do. Now, on the flip side, if you have students who are doing primarily remote learning, or campuses at that point, I mean, some campuses before their first day of school even started had enough COVID cases where they just went fully mm-hmm. online, you know, a couple of days before school started or right after school started. Um, I think that'd be a way you could get a bubble situation going as if, you know, they were able to just do online learning or something like that. Um, but it would be very tough. And if you, you know, the thing is, is with a, with college athletes, like a college football team specifically, you have, you have like a hundred guys on that roster. Um, you know, like, I don't know how you could, you know, someone would probably make a poor decision and oh, yeah. next thing you know, 10 guys on the team could have it because um, it's such a contact sport. And so I think that that would be a really, you know, some of these football comp, com, uh, complexes are really set up well for a bubble type of situation. Um, they're like, you know, mini palaces. If you've, if you've ever been to some of the ones in the power five conferences, they're beautiful. And um I think that a lot of players wouldn't mind spending most of their time there. Um, the only tough thing would be, you know, all right, the freshman football players couldn't live in a dorm with the rest of the students or, you know, like there's just, there's just a lot of red tape that they'd have to sort out and, and then who's going to regulate it. Is it going to be the schools individually? Is it going to be the conference? Is it going to be the NCAA? Um, and, and just the hierarchy of college football right now um, it, as a whole is a little, uh, kind of tough to wrap your head around with so many important decisions need to be made and so many different, there's so many layers of decision-making going on that it, it's kind of tough to see, to see that kind of materializing. Definitely. And for, as for the players, um, like the high profile ones, do you think it'd be better for them to like opt out and just go straight to the draft since it's like, it might just like hurt their draft stock. Is that an option? On that? Yeah. I mean, there's been some players that have opted out of the season and, and, you know, they're not going to lose any eligibility. Um, the NCAA made that decision last week, which is great. Like you should not be forced to play in the season. If, if that's, 
if, you know, if you don't feel safe, like then that's good that they're accommodating that. Um, you know, it's tough to say, like, I think a lot of these players will probably stick. I think it'd be smart for a lot of players to stick around just to see what happens. And you're not going to find a probably better situation as far as staying in shape. And even if you are basically just training for the draft and there ends up not being a spring season, your football facility and your coaches and your strength program are going to be probably the best possible atmosphere to be in safety wise, uh, as far as getting your health monitored on a daily basis. Um, you know, in some, some situations, hourly basis, I mean, you're getting some of these places they've talked about potentially testing a couple times a day. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I think, I think that, you know, it would behoove a lot of these high profile players, even if they don't really plan on playing in the spring to stick around their program and, and ride it out. And, and you're not going to have a better training option outside of your football program. In most cases, um, if you're, if you're in a really good program, which, you know, even, even a lot of, of teams that might not hang, you know, bowl eligible level wins on the board, you're still going to be around good coaches and around a good strength staff. So yeah, I, th I think it would be a smart decision to kind of stick around unless, you know, unless you're going to be able to go train, you know, somewhere elite, like, you know, down in Florida or Arizona or something like that. But yeah. Sounds good. And then yeah. lastly, just want to talk about your blog. Um, you have a blog called um, Eat, Drink, College Football. What's that all about? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, at Eat, Drink, CFB on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And it's uh, Eat, Drink, College Football. Basically, um, you know, uh, food, drinking and, you know, food, drinks and college football to me are kind of the three ingredients for, you know, some of the best days, uh, that I've had. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think a lot of people probably say the same. Um, and I basically kind of got the idea from going around, you know, with, with working in the industry for, uh, 10 plus years at this point now, I guess, um, you know, every college town, every time I go to college town, I'm texting alumni from that school that I'm friends with. Hey, where do I go? You know, where should I go when I'm in town? And when it's a big city like Chicago, you're going to get a hundred different answers from a hundred different people as far as where you should go and all this stuff. And know that place has the best beef or that place has the best pizza. Or, you got to go to Portillo's. Yeah. Portillo's <laughs> is the yeah. best. Exactly. So but when you go to college towns, there's like a few spots that everyone tells you, like, you should go here. Um and, uh, you know, and having gone to Iowa, you know, I know, I know my spots there. Um, and, and those have even changed since I graduated because there's a lot of spots that have popped up since, but, um, you know, I just kind of got the idea from that. So yeah, you know, I pretty much just go and, and hit up as many, you know, of these local, you know, flavor type of spots that I can, um, in, uh, in college, you know, college towns across the country and, um, you know, I was traveling for work a lot, especially last year, and uh, was able to stop at, at a ton of places. And, and a good thing about college towns, too, is, um, you know, even if you're on, you know, a work trip and work's paying for your food, you're still going to places that are like, you know, it's 15 bucks for a yeah. burger and, you know, a couple beers or something. Like, it's, it's crazy cheap. Um, so it's kind of a cheap hobby, you know, too, was trying out a lot of these places and, um, you know, you try out some of these crazy things. Like I had a burger with peanut butter on it and, uh, 
in, in at Purdue last year. And, you know, I wasn't quite sure what I'd think about that. I love burgers and I love peanut butter. I had never had them together. And uh, that was at the triple X family restaurant in uh, Purdue. And that was, that was one of the best things I had last year, um, you know, and um, just going to, you know, different places like that. Um, obviously I'm a little biased, you know, to uh, Iowa city being my favorite college town and uh, actually the beer I'm drinking right now, big, big Grove uh, brewery. Uh, that that's like my new favorite spot. It wasn't even around when I was in college, but uh, that's, that's probably my, one of my favorite places in the entire country to go just kind of hang out at. You can, whether it's food or just drinking or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, so it was fun going around and then I ended up getting a bunch of friends who, um, also work in the industry down at SEC network or work on, uh, ESPN college football and they'll hit up the big 12, you know, Texas area or, you know, the, the West coast and they'll send me their, their pictures. And it was pretty cool getting photos from friends all over the country last year contributing, you know, Hey, you can post this and, and all that. And so it was, it was a pretty fun, uh, it was kind of an experiment, you know, let's see what, you know, it, you tell your friends you're starting a food blog and it's, you know, probably very similar to when you tell your friends you're starting a podcast and they're <laughs> like, <laughs> they laugh at you and they're like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, like everyone's yeah, doing that. Or, yeah. Who doesn't have it? Yeah. And, and then, yeah. And then it, and then, you know, you have fun with it and it, you know, it's successful and um, you know, and even if it's, if it's not, you know, you, you still like what you're doing. Um, so yeah, you know, the, I'd, I'd like to, get on a better practice with it. Uh, but it'll be uh, a little difficult without college football this year. But I will say, you know, if, if you live near college football town or, or if you're around one or traveling through one, um, you know, those businesses are going to get hit really hard this year. Um, and that, that's going to be tough to see, you know, and so a lot of, a lot of places, you know, if, if you have a chance, go to your favorite college town place this year or places like that. Cause um, you know, they, they're going to have a rough, uh, year. You, football brings so much money into all these, all these towns, several businesses, but specifically, you know, bars and restaurants. So yeah, so I'd, I'd highly recommend the, that. Uh, you mentioned the brewery out in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, what's your number two favorite spot out there? Out in Iowa? Yeah. Um, uh, there's, there's a restaurant called St. Birch and they do a, um, they do a Buffalo chicken. It used to be called Atlas and then it turned to St. Birch tavern long story short uh the university of iowa used to have an actual bear as a mascot like even though they were the hawkeyes they had like a like a live bear was like the unofficial official mascot yeah it was awesome its name was birch (laughs) so that's what this place is named after saint birch tavern and um and so they make a burrito that is a buffalo chicken burrito and it's like buffalo chicken and there's mashed potatoes in there um like in the burrito like it's it's one of those that like you know it feels like you're carrying twins when you're done eating it but uh (laughs) you know or what i'd imagine that would feel like i guess but uh but yeah um but that that's probably one of my other favorite spots uh out there and then um when i was in college i think my favorite spot was shorts uh burgers you get a burger uh right down there on clinton street for you know I mean, you get a burger and a beer and, and fries for probably less than $10. It, it might be a little more than that now, but, uh, but they, they make some pretty good food there too. But my, my two favorites are probably Big Grove and, and St. Birch. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, St. Birch was there. It's just called something different when I was in school. But, you know, you kind of pick up on these. A lot of these places have developed a lot. You know, I was in college 10 years ago, and 
Um, a lot of my friends who graduated their colleges 10 years ago are, we're all like amazed at how much these places have kind of built up, mm-hmm. um, which usually means, you know, new restaurants or, you know, your favorite restaurant might've been renovated and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, yeah, there's really no shortage in Iowa city airliner, all those good places. It's, it's a good time, but, uh, but yeah. And then probably one of the best things I had last year was actually at Rutgers. Uh, they do this stromboli out there. Um, which is, which is not something I normally have. And you go to this place, it's called stuff your face. Um, and, uh, it, which is a pretty funny college college name for a bar, but, um, I actually went there for the first time when I was working at ESPN out in Bristol, Iowa played out at Rutgers. So it was only two hours away. And I drove out there the night before to stay with a buddy and went to the game the next day. And, uh, we went to stuff your face. And then I went there again last year. That was where I did my first ever post for the eat drink CFB, uh, uh, blog and yeah again you know a lot of these college towns you know how it is you're, you're carrying a food baby after you uh mm-hmm. after you eat because it's it's a lot of food for not a lot of money but uh but that was definitely one of my places I, I hit up last year as well and and then pretty much uh anytime you hit up madison whatever restaurant you go to you got to get the cheese curds in there oh, yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah, i mean that that's a wisconsin rule in general but, yeah. but madison was the place i was i was at the most out of those places so cool. yeah yeah. One last question I got. So what is Iowa known for, for their food? Like, yeah. like we're known for like pizza, Chicago and stuff. Like, right. What, how about Iowa? What were they known for? I would say like, so it's kind of funny because uh, like Iowa, it's definitely like the first one, first places I ate out there was called old Chicago. It's a pizza chain. And like their Chicago style pizza wasn't even Chicago. Like the sauce was underneath the cheese. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, what the hell is this? <laughs> and it was, it was good, but it just was, it's not Chicago style pizza. Um, yeah. And so that was just kind of a funny experience when I got out there. So initially, yeah, I kind of like the Chicago punk attitude of like, you know, what, what the hell? They don't know what Chicago style pizza is, blah, blah, blah. And then I had my first pork tenderloin um, out there. And that's, that's like probably what I'd say Iowa is like known for. Um, like their state fair, they have, you know, the state fair where they, they fry anything you could think of, Oreos, all that stuff. But but the pork tenderloin is like the thing, especially because, you know, uh, pork in the state of Iowa is so good. Um, so yeah, like pork tenderloin, like it'll be like this big and like the bun just looks like a little hat on top of it because wow. it's, you know, the, the tenderloin is probably twice the size of the actual bun that it's served on. And, and, uh, and yeah, so that, that's, that's it. And Iowa corn is, uh, you yeah. know, that, that sounds pretty, pretty uh cliche but the the corn out there is is pretty good and it's also uh if you ever meet anyone from nebraska you have to make sure you tell them that iowa corn's way better than nebraska <laughs> corn and they'll Got it. <laughs> they probably won't agree with you but uh that was another funny thing i learned when i went out to school there but uh yeah i would say pork tenderloin's like the thing you should probably try uh when you go out there but uh yeah which you know you can get it pretty much almost every restaurant kind of has some sort of option like that or, or exactly that. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any other yeah. questions, Jimmy? Um, again, plug that Twitter handle again. Uh, yeah. So for uh, uh, eat, drink CFB, it's at eat, drink CFB. So eat, drink and college football. Uh, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the time to talk about it. Oh yeah. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, guys. That was a great, great interview with Jordan, Laura Porana. And let's get to some segments. Let's do some Wacky Wednesday News. So 
I'll go um, first. All right, cool. Let's do this. So I saw this two days ago, but in Northern California, near uh, uh, Lake Tahoe, a local supermarket had a furry visitor. Don't worry. It was not my Uncle Billy. He's not out there. He's in Indiana. Wait, but was, are you in the woods right now? I'm in the woods. I'm in the woods right now. Nice. In fact, the local supermarket's guest was a nice furry bear. So last week... a bear week, behind you? There's, you just freaked me out a little <laughs> bit. So last week at the uh, Kins Beach Safeway near Lake Tahoe, a bear walked into the store and reports say the same bear came into the store, same store two weeks before that and left with a bag of tortilla chips. Ooh. Don't worry. Hold your ears, Karen. He had no mask on. Oh, no. He was bear. Uh, wait, was that, was that the actual headline or like, what did that really happen? That really happened. Well, oh, what the, the with, mask? With the punchline too. Nice. No, that wasn't, I added that part. The, Dude, I added, I, the, the headline was completely different. I rewrote the headline. That's like great. It sounded. But that's it's like a Jimmy real Fallon. story. That's it's sick. a real story. That's like how Jimmy Fallon does his like monologues. I'm getting good at this. What can you I say? You are. All right. So in Chicago, where we are currently from, there was a report of an ex-welding clown that was arrested. So the tweet was CPD, which is the Chicago Police Department. I think it's behind me. <laughs> but you're not in Chicago. I mean, you are. I'm in the woods. I'm in the woods. In the woods. But there's in no Chicago, woods in Chicago. In Chicago. <laughs> um, so the CPD has him in custody, nine slash date, with his hatchet and clown mask. Hashtag Chicago scanner. Hashtag Chicago. The police officer said, you need to quit clowning. Dum <laughs> dum. We're, we're really good at these... Uh, Hey, we should be a monologue thing. Yeah, we should just like, go on Jimmy Fallon. A duologue. A duologue. Do you have audio from that or no? Um, I don't, but okay. I can find it. Maybe. We'll see. If, if there is, I'll put it in right here. If not, you just continue to listen to this. All right. <laughs> so this is still a developing story, but an American Airlines pilot spotted a man with a jetpack at about 3,000 feet above Los Angeles LAX. Ooh. Right now it's being investigated by the FAA and FBI and other agencies. And my thoughts are, Elon Musk, is that you? My thoughts are, Iron Man, is that you? Ooh, it could be, could be. So but, Richie, who do, you, oh. do you think maybe it's, it's Elon Musk's son, the one with the weird robot name? Oh, like E5778, whatever his name I, is? I just call him Beep Boop. You think it's Beep Beep Boop? Well, that would be weird if his son, that's like six months old, was doing that. Has you know our I mean? podcast been rolling for six months? Holy crap. I don't is know it? how, well, no. I mean, well, wait. Yeah, it's been like, probably. Well, we're pretty close. I mean, what, it's a September now. And we started back in, what, like May? About yeah, so May, June, August, September, five months. Wow. So, Richie, roll the audio from the flight tower. All right, got it. 
hundred yards or so, about our altitude. Okay, American nineteen ninety seven contact tower one two zero point nine or five. Thanks today. One two zero point nine or five. We'll see you. Southwest 6046, contact tower 133.9er. Yeah, that was 36. Yeah, we just saw the guys pass by us. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's close up the show like you always do with the power ratings of the best bald people. All right, so, but before we do that, uh, Shoot Your Shot Sports, we have a store. And you go to shop.shootyourshotsports.com to check it out. Every Monday, it's Merch Drop Monday. We have a brand new shirt, which is the No Sponsor T-shirt at the Frustration Nation collection. It's a QR code. Check it out. It's pretty funny because they're not sponsored by anyone, but if you click the QR code, you never know what it is. So that's a new drop for this week. We have new drops every Monday. And um, for other collections, such as the Big Day Drew collection, we have the Off the Cuff collection and the Shoot Your Shot Sports collection. So, all right, guys, um, on to the power rankings of the best ball people. All right. So, I don't know who went first last time. I'll go first this time. So, okay. my number five is Dave Chappelle. Pretty cool dude. He's hilarious. Uh, my number five, Mike Tyson. He is also hilarious and scary he's, at the same time. He's, he's hilarious. If I was stuck in a room with him, I would not be laughing. <laughs> I'd be running. I would be way. laughing because I I can't stop getting that scene from Hangover. I'm, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, he's playing the piano and this knocks the fuck out of uh, Stu. Uh, yeah, Stu. Yeah. I, who who played Stu? I don't remember. The guy from um, Office. Yes. Which is also the guy from, um, I, I, there's a lot, dude. He's in a lot of things. <laughs> I like right. that when we roll this podcast, like, I don't know, just Google it yourself. <laughs> there's no fact checker today, so you guys got to fact check our fact checks. So, right. yeah. Again, we're off the cuff today. Yeah. Like, we've every, always been off the cuff. And, and every day. Yeah. So, so who's uh, your number uh, four? My number four would be, Magic Johnson, he has the funniest tweets on Twitter. I don't follow him. He, like, does, like, top tens of, like, random things. But they're just so, like, blatant, like, obvious stuff. It's really funny. What's better, like, his top tens or our top, like, this? Like, the the power rankings we do? Um, it depends. I think ours is funny because we have, like, a little backstory to them. His doesn't really, like, have a backstory, but they're just really funny. So... So my number four is going to be Terry Francona. Okay. If, if you don't know who that is, that is the Cleveland Indians coach who read that, led them into the World Series. But did not win. But did so. not win. But did not win. But yeah. you know what? He's a G for getting them into the World Series. Didn't and then he get also... fi- He got fired. He got fired. Yeah. Wasn't he also part of the White Sox back in the day? <sighs> no, the Barons. Remember the um, – do you remember the episode where Jordan was playing for the Barons? He was like the hitting coach or some shit like what? that. Wow, what memory you have, if that is correct. Um, Someone fact-checked this. <laughs> I, I, actually, this. I actually have his Wikipedia up, but if, if that is correct, I swear I'll buy you a beer. All right. Um, 
right now as coach? Was he a coach or what? I thought he didn't coach or some shit, but because right now as as a player, he played for Expos, Cubs, Reds, Indians, Brewers. As a manager, he was Phillies, Red Sox, Indians. As a coach, he was Tigers. Rangers athletics. He Dude, currently, he's current. Oh, he did not get fired from the Indians. What am I talking about? But <laughs> we're both off. He's, he's currently an Indians uh, manager. Yeah. That check. So if anybody knows if he was in the MJ documentary, let us know. I'm looking right now. Um, let's see. That doesn't say, I don't know how I have internet while I'm out here in the woods. I don't know either. Oh, here we go. So, Terry Francona. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, stall, 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 stall. Are you, are, you, are you currently looking this up? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. I just didn't. Um, I'm just going to do control F right now. Uh, Is, I, I'll tell you. What? Check. Okay, so, after his playing career ended, Francona coached the GCL White Sox in 91 and spent four years as a minor league manager in the Chicago White Sox system, including yeah. a system as a skipper of the Birmingham Barons. That is Michael correct. Jordan played for the That would have been 96 or 95. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you, can you do me a favor real quick? What's up? Take your phone off of uh, Do Not Disturb. Yeah. I have to do something right now. Live on the air. Let me know when it's off air. I'm sending you money for a beer. <laughs> Put it on loud. Put it on loud as you can. All right. You ready? There you go. Yeah, I'm ready. There it is, guys. Here's proof that I'm buying Richie a beer. There <laughs> it is, guys. There, there it is. is. There it is. We pay out our bets on this show. <laughs> No, but yeah, like, I remember seeing his name and watching the documentary. I'm like, no way. I, I didn't put two and two together because they obviously didn't show the Cubs World Series and all that and whatever. But, like, yeah, that was crazy. Good memory. Holy crap. Yeah. All right. So, you're, you're number three. My number three is Larry David, the creator of – is he the creator of Sunfield? He is the director. He was the. We need I should know this. Today. I should. I should know this one. I really should. I watch Seinfeld like no other. It's like he your Bible. The, he's like the creator and and the director, I believe. Yeah. Um, he's not really bald. Bald. He's like uh, Terry. Uh, who's the football Terry, Terry Bradshaw? Uh, yeah, he's Terry Bradshaw. Bald. Okay. Uh, I'd say yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to read him. And he's basically the the writer, actor. He's director. Got it. He's done all that stuff. For and Seinfeld. he also he's also done Curb, which I just yes. got into. Have I you? mean, did you? Oh, because yeah. it's on HBO. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I at first I didn't like Curb because I didn't get the humor, but as I got older, it got funnier. So I Do think you have I, HBO Go or HBO Max. I used to. I just stopped it because I stopped watching TV, the sports now. So, but I will, I mean, I'll give you my login. It's yeah. cool. I got you, bro. 
or or the P word that we use that we have. Not giving you my Pornhub account. So no, I had the Pornhub account. <laughs> I don't want the Pornhub account either. No, no, the the other one with the server. I don't know. We'll figure that. We'll we'll talk off the air. It's on a, that one. I don't it, know. It, it's a P word with four letters too, and it ends with X. What? It rhymes with flex. Oh, what? You couldn't actually say that. Oh, I don't know, dude. It's, it's not illegal. <laughs> what the? <laughs> All right. So now our listeners have to know what you're talking about. Plex. Basically, Plex is a media, um, a media sure. share device or media share server. Basically, it's like a home media player. server yeah it's kind of hard to explain but i've got one set up i've had one set up now for probably since the beginning of quarantine and (laughs) now richie has a one set up with direct play so we can share watching movies and stuff like that but that's another topic yeah i'm gonna go back on topic here you i swear i thought you were talking about something else no 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 but yeah, go ahead. Speaking of movies, mm-hmm. number three, my number three. Would you, I don't know if you'd consider him a movie star at this point in his Entertainer? career. Entertainer. I'm going to go with The Rock. He was smell? a wrestler. He was the wrestler. What he's cooking? I do smell what he's cooking. Nice. And I, like, I think I liked him better as like the wrestling rock. Not yeah, actor, yeah, yeah. Same. Wayne Johnson. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because he's going very viral right now at the moment because his whole like seven dollar story. Have you heard that? Well, like, I didn't even hear that. So, um, it's crazy because before he started wrestling and shit, he had seven dollars for his name for his bank account, and like, um, there's this motivational speech where like he just he had to keep going, you know, on this like be like just keep grinding, whatever. That the whole message, the whole thing, but. It went viral because he framed seven dollars in his office towards reminding him about that, like really? moment in time. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, it's one of those like. I'm about to do that. I don't have seven dollars though. But you don't have only seven dollars in your account. Like he Actually, only had seven dollars in his account. So I just <laughs> like, I just transferred you money for a beer. Can you send that back so I can frame it real quick? I'm gonna frame the three dollars, by the way, because. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's. I don't. Even, I don't even know if three dollars would even pay for a beer right now. Oh yeah, sent you three bucks. Dollar, uh, dollar beer night. Dollar beer night. Yeah. Yeah, you get three. I get you get three beers, but what was I gonna say? Um, there's a ton of people that have done that like throughout history. Like I can't. Do you know the actor that wrote a check to himself, like a million dollar check? I think it was Ashton Kutcher or something like that. There was a um actor that he bet on himself. He wrote himself a million dollar check. Wow. Like to cash later on. Cash this when you have. Yeah, when you have a million dollars. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, what the fuck? Me and my dad have an agreement. The first million dollars I make, I give him some. The first million dollars he makes, like in one crack, not like over your life. I was going to say, because he should have given you already. (laughs) I'm sure he, I'm sure he's over. I'm sure both of us are probably over a million dollars. No, I'm just kidding. I don't make that much money, but I'm yeah, you sure. make 75000 per episode, if you guys didn't know. So. Yes, we thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Thrive Fantasy. We appreciate it. Um, but no, I, our thing was, 
whoever is the first to be a quote millionaire will take care of the other person. Nice. And this is like 10 years later. So nice. still playing that lottery, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> he banged forth. Yeah. Oh, but- damn it. Oh, my reaction of me losing my bet. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so uh, I bet the over, and I was really hoping for overtime, and it was 78-80, and Utah just tried to uh, score, and they dismissed. What are they on? Are they on ESPN? No, ABC 7. Oh, now I got to – I already put ESPN. I'm switching the channel. Yeah. In case everybody doesn't know, I have a triple monitor set up, so I have sports all day, every day. I have a dual me. monitor set, set up. With... You have a triple? You have a oh, laptop? yeah. I mean, if you count my laptop, yeah. You count the laptop. Yeah, so triple, yeah. Oh, it's final. Ooh, yeah. ouch. Yeah. Oh, well. So uh, back, back, back to the theme. Okay, okay. We're, we're off the cuff today. Um, my number two is Joe Rogan. Very cool dude. Would yeah. love to hear an interview with him one day. I want to pick can, his brain. Can we get him on the pod? Joe Rogan, if you listen to this somehow, some way, can you, uh, like, we'll go on your up? pod. I yeah. Mean, you have pick a better setup. You have a pick better setup brain. than we have. Yeah. We'll go to Austin. Your budget's a little better. Yeah. But, it's, I mean, he picks at your brain. Yes, he does. Yeah. For yes, like three hours. Does. I don't know if I can handle it. I was in a meeting for like three hours a day, and I was like, shoot me now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Joe Rogan's got to be fun because you do like other stuff like that could be illegal, but it's fun. Borderline. He has good lawyers. He can afford good lawyers. Yeah. So you know what? I don't think I'd want him to be on our pod. I think we should be on his pod. I mean, we could, he could, he could come on our pod. I don't care. Well, yeah, he could absolutely come on our pod. I'll, yeah, if I he does it, it's on his. That. We'll just right. have him sign a waiver. Like, this is on you, bro. Yeah, that's true. But you'll okay. be at it. I mean, it'll be on his location. So we'll send, we'll send him a, a dot loop uh, legal thing. Yeah. Where he has to, like, electronically sign it and send it back yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah. And you know what that means? You have a signature forever. You sell that's that true. Thing. Well, no, it's an electronic signature. Yeah, but still, that's a signature. No, it's an electronic signature. It's just him typing Joe Rogan into a keyboard. That's yeah, still the same to me. I don't know. Anyways, what's your number two? So my number two is, sorry, the goat. Well, one of the goats, Michael Jordan. Nice. Bald, beautiful, and great at basketball. Bald, beautiful at basketball. Yes. All right. My number one motherfucker is Samuel (laughs) Jackson. Your dad's listening. He doesn't get the reference. How? Pulp Fiction. And every yeah. other movie he's in. He does say, he swears a lot in every movie he's in. Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. L. 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 What does the L stand for? What, what do you think it stands for? Is it Larry. like... Larry. Lyle. Is it, is it I don't know, like, I'm guessing. But is it like Homer Simpson where like the L stands for L, E-L-L, or like or something stupid, like All it's right. short? Let, let, let's guess. Um, I say Larry. What do you guess the L means? Uh, man, you put me on the spot here. Uh, Leslie. It's going to be a girl's name. Okay, we're both wrong. But You looked it up? Yeah, yeah. I thought she was right, but we're both wrong. 
But it's Leroy. Leroy. Leroy, motherfuckers. Leroy. Yeah. I wonder if you just went up to him like, hey, what's up, Leroy? You know how pissed he would get, dude. Samuel Leroy Jackson. <laughs> It'd be like that. What am I in court? Yeah. Like, what are you calling me that for? <laughs> my That's number crazy. one bald guy. My the, my best bald person that we both, we probably both can agree upon this and our listeners. Yes. The other goat. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Yes. Definitely had to add him on our list somewhere. Definitely. Well, not somewhere. Number one. So Yeah. Number one across probably both our lists too. Yeah. So R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. You are, you are missed. 2020 sucks. It's getting worse, but we're hanging on by thread. So yeah. I have a honorable mention, but right. so I'm going to start this off on the light note. The not the current Brian Urlacher with hair, but the former badass bald Brian Urlacher. Yeah, like the one on the Bears making all the the records and stuff. Him, he's been um, canceled not, at the moment, but we're talking about the former one. So yeah, the former one. Don't get it and, twisted. And I'm not talking about the billboard Brian Urlacher. If you drive up and down 294 here in the Chicago area, all you see is you know, hair growth for men or whatever he's plugging where the hair plugs and stuff. But no, yeah. I'm talking about bald Brian Urlacher. All right. My honorable you? mention would be Rick Ross because he's the boss. You have another one? Yeah. I have Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah. I agree. 100%. And then you have one? I do have one. Shout out to... He he's the host of our Saturday Twitch show, Big Daddy Drew. Nice. He is definitely one of the best bald people I know in, in person. I mean, yeah, we know all the people in person too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sup, Samuel? Uh, what was his middle Leroy. name? Leroy. Sup, Leroy. Sup, Sam- yeah, we well, see. We even know his middle name. That's yeah. how well we know him. <laughs> And we call Rock by Dwayne, so Dwayne, we're good. Yeah. We're on a first name basis. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Mike Tyson. He was over at my house yesterday. Iron oh, Mike. Oh no, those yeah. are Did those are just you? no, those are just Tyson chicken wings. Sorry. Ah. Uh, no, that wasn't Mike Tyson. Wait, are Tyson chicken wings made by Mike? No, not oh. even close. Oh. Big company, big corporation. Mike should have like you know hopped on that. Like I own Tyson wings, like. Iron Mike's Tyson's wings. Wait, no, that was George Foreman. Shit, I'm gonna say. Yeah, George Foreman. George, George Foreman's the one that has a grill and 19 kids with the same name of George Foreman. <laughs> he does. He's a. He is he bald? bald? I think he is bald. He is bald. Honorable he, mention. Yeah, we'll add him. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And his 19 kids, all named George. Yeah, they're not Georgina or anything. Just all no, George. Just George. Even the girls, George. With the J or G? G. It's all spelled the same. Okay, my G thing. Nice. Yeah. I don't know how many kids, but there's a lot all with the same name. Nice. At least four. Okay. So what the other like 12? I, I don't know how many kids he has. But right. He has a lot of kids. They're all named George. O- over under 10 kids. I'm going to go under 10, but over five. And four of them. Three of them, three of them with the name George. 
How, how many did you say? I said five to nine with three named George. <laughs> okay, so Not we're definitely off. But okay, so he has 12 children. 12, 12 kids? See, I told you he had a whole uh, army. Five sons, seven daughters. Five of his 12 children are named George. Those are the boys. Those yeah. are the boys. Dude, what? The summer so, of George, baby. So, the summer of George. So, <laughs> so it's, it's Labor Day weekend, and it's the summer of George with, with George Foreman. And you know what? Since we're locked in the house, we can't use our grill. We got yeah. the George Foreman grill. Hey, George, one of you. Let's talk this right now. Little little off topic uh do you remember when you lived at your old place and we yeah. couldn't use the grill because they had a power 92 grill out on your patio so me yeah. me uh skeet skeet and you went and bought a george foreman grill we were just grilling in your apartment yeah that was crazy do you still have that grill yeah it's at my parents place i don't have it in my place but like you would use that thing like you text me like Yo, man, this is the best purchase you, that we've ever bought. Yeah, it was because I would make chicken and shit. Like, it'll be great. Like, you're like, yo, you're like, send me a picture. Yo, check out this George uh, Foreman panini. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sweet. It was great, dude. Now I'm all about the air fryer. I got. I the need one of those, dude. You need one. All right, go to. Well, I don't know if they're still on sale, but Wal Walgreens. They I have Walgreens a. Gonna I'm a Target, a, but I'm gonna Target. Walgreens. That doesn't Walgreens buy me, dude. I'm gonna go tomorrow, and if they have it, I'm buying you one. It's thirty right, bucks cool. for like a little one. I'm going tomorrow because I just got a text message right before we started recording that said Miller Light, which is what I drink, is on sale at my local Walgreens. I don't know if this is nationwide or anything, but it's at my local one here in the suburbs of Chicago. It says Walgreens has twenty four cans, twelve ounce of Miller Lite, four of them for $9.99 each. Ooh. Plus a $5 off coupon mail-in rebate on the back. So you get, according to this, four of them, one of them is five bucks. The other three are $9.99. So 10 bucks. Hmm. I am within five different Walgreens locations. I'll sell beer. So I'm just going to go hit them all. I'm stocking up. Nice. The, 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 sum, the, weekend. the summer of gym. Fuck it. Summer of gym. <laughs> All right. Let's have our final thoughts. So tonight we do have Dad Bod Central. But instead of going on Twitch, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to go on Facebook Live. You're going to test the waters over there. Test the waters, yes. So we're going live on Facebook, Facebook Live. Facebook.com slash shoot your shot sports. Yep. 8.30 p.m. Central Time. Check it out. We have a great, 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 great show. Um, and next week, we have Positive Beats Part Dos. Part two, baby. Part two. Um, we have a different charity. We have different DJs. This one is for Gidry's Guardian, which is the foundation for Alana Rizzo. And the Los Angeles Dodgers. So All right. Yeah. She's she's good looking. She's definitely good looking. 
Nice. Uh, but Positive Beats, we did the first one, and it was such a success, as you guys heard in a few episodes before this podcast. We raised quite a bit of money. It was a great time. Everybody had fun. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. How about yeah. you? We're super excited. So this is a one-day event, which is okay. great. Um, we have some sponsors already. Um, nice. We have Spin Nightclub in San Diego. Okay. Sponsor. Um, we're looking for more sponsors. King LaVolta, do you want to sponsor? Maybe. Possibly. Oh, cool. All right. I'll email info at shootyourshotsports.com. Sidebar. Sorry, sidebar. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we have a bunch of mid-tier DJs um, also doing the mixes and stuff. So it'll be pretty cool. And yes, we have a couple of resident DJs even going to jump on too. Yes, yes. So I'm excited yes. about that. You might have some surprise DJs, so... I'm I'm more excited about like the the resident DJs than anything because we oh, yeah. know we know their style and you guys should definitely give them a follow. We got Myrix, we got DJ GM, we have a whole list of resident DJs. Yeah, for sure. And where do they find us on social media? You guys, it's real easy. Just go to shootyourshotsports.com. All of our social media is listed there including our Facebook where DadBot Central is going to be on tonight. That's shootyourshotsports.com. Nice. All right. So um, voicemails, we don't have any, but it's fine. You know, we've only had one voicemail. Come on, Two. guys. Two voicemails. Two, yeah. Maybe three because my car warranty is up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Maybe one of the Georges will hit us up one time. Yeah. Yeah, it's Summer George, you know. George so Costanza, weird. if you're listening, 312-841-7404. Go ahead and leave a voicemail. Speaking of um, George Costanza, were you the one with, like, the wallet, with the huge wallet? Is used to be, and it's actually kind of funny because my wallet's right here. I yeah. used to have a big wallet. Now it's... Oh, wow, it condensed. I did. Oh I did. I'm actually showing it to Richie on camera right now for the audio listeners. It's probably the size, the thickness of my cell phone. It used to be like double. Yeah. I like, used to keep business cards. I was, I was selling cars at the time. So I used to keep business cards and receipts because I own my own company. Now I just, since like I use quick QuickBooks, I just take my phone, take a picture of the receipt. Not and that's all, all I need to do. Yeah. They're not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> nice. I pay that. I play that. I pay them plenty of money a year owning yeah. my own business. I'm sure you do too. Owning shoot your shot sports. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's our episode. Any other final thoughts? No, I mean I think we covered a lot this episode. Yeah, very packed episode. All right, guys, love you guys. Next week is all about you guys, so stay tuned. What?
This is Off the Cuff, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports.